Welcome to the sermon webcast of Good News Lutheran Church of Mount Horeb, Wisconsin. The following sermon was preached on January 10th, 2016, on the basis of Hebrews 2, verses 10 through 18. I know you have to think back a few weeks, but how was it seeing your family this past Christmas break? Maybe you got together and did all the same things you've always done, all those traditions. Maybe you got together, played some, some board games, some card games. Maybe you watched a Christmas story or a Christmas vacation. Maybe you all took turns opening presents under the tree. Um, whatever your tradition was, maybe you had a lot of fun with your family this Christmas. Or maybe you didn't. Maybe Christmas will never be the same again because... Dad left, and he isn't coming back. Maybe you, you don't get along with your brothers and sisters quite as well as you used to. Maybe there's some topics you just can't bring up anymore without people losing their tempers or pointing fingers. Maybe when you got together with your family this Christmas, there were times when you just drove each other crazy. Family can be such a blessing. But we also know that sometimes family can get pretty messy. When getting together with your family feels like a disaster, just remember, you're part of another family. You are a member of God's family. Remember who your brother is. Jesus is your brother. Jesus is your brother, and he is not ashamed to call you his brothers and sisters. Jesus is your brother. He knows exactly what you need. He knows exactly how to help you. Jesus is your brother. Just look at how awesomely our verses start from Hebrews chapter 2. We hear, God is bringing many sons and daughters to glory. We are those sons and daughters. Jesus, our brother, made us holy. Right? We heard both the one who makes people holy, Jesus, and those who are made holy, us, are of the same family. We really are part of God's family because Jesus, our brother, made us holy. We are part of God's family. The problem is, we kind of already know that family can get pretty messy sometimes. We have to ask ourselves the question, what kind of brother am I? What kind of sister am I? What kind of brother am I? Probably not a very good one. In fact, I've, I've been a pretty bad one. I used to yell at my little brother to get out of the room when I was playing Legos with one of my friends. Not very loving. Me and my, my three little brothers used to really get into it sometimes over these just really small, insignificant things. I probably wasn't always the best big brother role model. 
And that, that bad brother attitude, sadly, still exists in us today. We maybe don't yell at or shove our siblings anymore. But maybe we aren't always so nice to our brothers and sisters all around us, at work, at church, at home. Sometimes we say hurtful things to each other. Or more likely, we say hurtful things about each other, behind each other's backs. We've got to face it. We're not great at being brothers and sisters all the time. And then we remember we're part of God's family. That means God is our father and Jesus is our brother. What kind of name are we giving God when we sin? We're not always those perfect sons and daughters that would make a mom and dad proud. We're more likely like the black sheep of the family. That black sheep, you know, the, the one child that no one wants to talk about, the one person on, on the family tree you wish you could just erase. Maybe to help you understand the black sheep, maybe you've seen that Chris Farley movie. It's fittingly named Black Sheep. In that movie, Chris Farley, he has a, a brother who's running for a government office. And Chris Farley's character, of course, is the black sheep. The embarrassment of the family, he's just a fool. And in the movie, we see him bringing shame to his brother's campaign again and again, even though his brother tries to keep him under wraps so no one finds out about him. The movie's supposed to be funny. But it's really not that funny that we are just like Chris Farley's character when it comes to being a member of God's family. And God should call us the black sheep. We constantly disobey our Father in heaven. We give God a bad name. We drag our brother Jesus' name through the mud when we associate ourselves with sin. And people know we are Christians, but then hear us swear like a sailor. We give God a bad name. And people know we are Christians and then see us tearing each other down. They might think less of our brother Jesus. God should throw us out of the family. Jesus should be ashamed to call us his brothers and sisters. But Jesus is your brother. He is not ashamed to call you his brother. He is not ashamed to call you his sister. Jesus loves you. He loves you through thick and thin. He's not ashamed to call you his brother and sister. It's exactly the opposite. Jesus is proud to call you his brother and sister. And just look at the evidence. In verses 12 and 13, I know they're, they're kind of weird verses. Maybe don't seem like they fit in with the, the, whole, the whole theme. But really those verses are just trying to show us that Jesus calls us his family members. Right? In the first one we have that Jesus calls us his brothers and sisters. And later we hear Jesus call us the children God has given him. He's letting us know that we are part of God's family. Letting us know that he is our brother. Jesus loves you so much that he even took your place as the black sheep of the family. Jesus takes the blame for us 
every time we do something wrong, like we talked with the, the children's devotion, can't really imagine your earthly siblings doing that, right? Breaking grandma's old vase. Doubt, I doubt it that they're going to come running in and say, I broke the vase. It wasn't, wasn't my brother. But that's exactly what Jesus does for us every single time we sin. He stands before God the Father and he says, I looked at that bad website. Not my brother. I'm the one who lied about stealing that money. Not my sister. The punishment you were going to give to them, give to me instead. But Jesus was totally innocent. Why would he do that? Because he's your perfect, loving brother. He's not ashamed to call you his brothers and sisters because he took all our shame and he put it on himself. Jesus is your brother. That also means that he knows exactly how to help you. Jesus is your perfect brother who even lays down his life for you. Now instead of thinking of siblings, you maybe think of one of those you know, epic brotherhoods of, of guys willing to lay down their lives for each other. The World War II series, Band of Brothers, maybe comes to mind. Those men, you know, they, they fought on the front lines, down in the trenches together, side by side. They were willing to protect each other, even willing to, to die for each other, if that's what it took. But unlike Band of Brothers, Jesus wasn't just willing to die to help us. Jesus knew he had to die in order to help us. Jesus knew that in order to help us, in order to lay down his life for us, he had to become flesh and blood, just like you and me. Jesus shared in our humanity so that by his death, he might de destroy the power of him who holds the power of death. That is the devil. Jesus really is your brother. Jesus really was down on the front lines, in the trenches with us, in the fight. He fought the same battle that we do. He was totally, 100% human like you and me. But at the same time, he was also 100% God. And he did what none of us could do. He won. He broke the power of the devil. And that word broke could be made even stronger. He thoroughly put the devil out of commission. He completely broke the devil. And he freed us from our slavery. We were slaves to our fear of death. The devil he used to crack death's whip to make us cringe in fear. Death used to be the scariest thing imaginable. But now, death has no power over us. Jesus died, but by his death, he put death to death forever. Because Jesus rose from the dead. And Jesus is your brother, 
he extends that same power over death to his family members. You will rise from the dead, too. The thought of death, it might still be a little bit scary to think about, and that's okay. Just remember, death has lost its power over you. Death is just the beginning of eternal life now. Jesus is your brother, and that's why he knows exactly how to help you. After all, we heard Jesus didn't come to save angels. He came to help Abraham's descendants. Jesus came to help you and me. Jesus came so that he could be like us, fully human in every way. Jesus had to be like us, fully human in every way, so that he could show us what God's mercy really looks like. He had to be made fully human like us in every way so that he could take our place as our substitute perfectly. He had to be made like us, fully human in every way, so that he could be our high priest. That Old Testament high priest was the guy who would stand in front of God in the, in the temple on behalf of all the people. He would offer sacrifices for the sins of all the people. As our high priest, Jesus stands before God, the Father, on behalf of all of us. He doesn't just offer animal sacrifices. He offered his own life to make atonement for sin. That word atonement fits perfectly here. Do you know the secret to figuring out what that word means? You just take it apart. So, atone at one. Jesus is your brother. He made us at one with God. He made us members of God's family. He atoned for our sin. And Jesus, even now today, knows exactly how to help you. He knows your weaknesses and temptations. He knows how to help you when you are tempted, when you suffer. Because he himself suffered when he was being tempted, so he is also able to help those who are being tempted. Jesus knows exactly how to help us. He, he suffered it all first. But unlike us, he never gave in to temptation. But he still suffered through it. And that's great news for us because that means that God, that Jesus, really can sympathize with us when we suffer or are tempted. And Jesus doesn't just know how to help us when we suffer or are tempted. Jesus doesn't just want to help us when we are suffering or tempted. Jesus is able to help you when you suffer. Jesus is able to help you when you face temptation. When that pet sin keeps calling your name again and again, take that temptation to Jesus in prayer. He is able to help you resist it. And even if you do give in to that sin again, ask your brother Jesus for forgiveness. He'll always give it to you. When you feel like your family life is pretty messy, run to your brother Jesus' arms. He can comfort you, even if no one else can. Jesus is your brother. He's not ashamed to call you his brothers and sisters. 
Jesus is your brother. He knows exactly how to help you. He has helped you by defeating the devil, making you part of God's family. So enjoy your spot in God's family. Enjoy the fact that Jesus calls you his brother, his sister. Enjoy the fact that God calls you his sons and daughters. Enjoy the perks of God's family. The perks of God's family are unbeatable. Forgiveness, heaven, and a brother named Jesus. Amen. For more information about Good News Lutheran Church, visit www.goodnewslc.org.